Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Welcome to Element City Church. Glad to have you here. I'm Jack, one of the pastors here. And I am in shorts for the first time in the history of the world. Actually, just the first time preaching in shorts. And the reason I'm preaching in shorts is because it's hot in here. How many of you are warm already? We know you're good looking, but you're warm in here. Yeah. Uh, so this idea of church online is a really good thing. For those of you who got our notification through the app, uh, I want to walk you through that real quick in case anything we ever need to communicate with you again. So if you have our app, if you're new, you probably don't, but it's free. And you can go to your app store and download it, Element City Church, and you can, it'll take you a couple seconds. You download that. But in the app itself, in the upper corner is three lines. If you click the three lines and go down to settings, and then notifications, and then general. That's all you need. And you'll get notifications from us. Uh, a lot of you got that, so a lot of you are joining us online uh, from home because you have a bathroom there and you have air conditioning there, and that's a great thing. So for those of you that are in the room, we do have bathrooms here. They're just not functioning in this building because as the air went out, our water main broke. How good is that? So... Um, it, when it rains, it pours, and we're just going with it. So if you need a restroom, you can actually literally go through that door or around. There's a gymnasium right behind us. Those restrooms are open. Or at the kids' check-in sign, there's restrooms on the outside of that. You can use those. Um, those are the two places we recommend going. And uh, I think that's the housekeeping stuff I need to let you know about. So we're thrilled to have you here and glad to have you here. As we get started in a few minutes, just to let you know. So if you are new, we'd love to have you download the app. We have a 10-minute party, which because of the heat will be a five-minute party tonight. Uh, and so that happens in the back corner right there, and we'd love to invite you. We've got the best kettle corn this side of the Grand Canyon just for you as a guest. Thanks for taking a chance on us. And if you're online, Matt is our online host, and he's welcome to, to answer any questions you might have. We're glad you're here. We're going to worship a little bit. We're going to look into It's Crazy Tonight is our vision night. We're actually launching kind of the new vision of our whole church. And, of course, it would be this night. Uh, and so we're going to make the best of it. And I, I'm, I'm actually really excited about what God's going to do from henceforth for Element City Church. So I'm excited to share with you uh, tonight. Uh, we did a little bit of that vision stuff last week. So if you have the app, you can catch up with that and, and listen to last week's message. I invite you to be a part of that. Um, but as we're here, we are going to stand here because I think you get better airflow when you're standing. Um, if you're online at home, you can stand if you want, but we don't see. So uh, we're glad you're here. If you're watching this later in the week, uh, we're thrilled you're here. Uh, most of our people will be wearing black, so you don't see us sweat as much. Uh, maybe in shorts. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We're, we're going to make the best of it. You guys go, okay. There's water in the cooler if you need it, um, and we're thrilled to have you here. So we're going to pray for the Church of the Week, which is... I got to look. Amphitheater, Bible Church, Amphi Bible Church. We're praying for them, and so we're just asking uh, God to bless them. Every week we pray for Church of the Week because we know it's a, a million-plus people in southern Arizona, and not one church can reach them all. And so we believe in the capital C church and what God's doing in other churches as well as us. And so let's pray for Amphi Bible Church, and, um, yeah, let's go before God tonight. So, Lord, we are so grateful 
for your goodness to us. We're grateful for the opportunity we have as Element City Church to be a, a slice of the kingdom work that you're doing here in our city. We pray your blessing over Amphi Bible Church. As the, we ask your blessing over their pastor, over their leadership team, God, over the provision that you've given them, the scope of reach that you can give. We pray that you would just use that church in the area town just a little bit west of us uh, to be a blessing to the people around them. Father, we're praying for our time tonight. We're asking for your spirit to move in a way that would be palatable and powerful. God, it's warm, but you are so good and so cool. And so we're asking that you'd meet us in a fresh way, whether we're at home watching or here in the room. We're praying that our worship would stir your heart, that it would stir our affections for you, and that we would lean into the vision that you have for us as a church and us as individuals as you lead us forward. Father, would you move in our midst tonight, we ask in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen.
see the light Whoa. sing a, a song we sang it a couple weeks ago uh, for the first time this is a song called deeper water and uh, just going into tonight Jack actually told the story this morning as he was going on his walk he said he probably listened to this song 15 times in a row um, obsessive much right um, but it, it's for a very good reason um, I think it's really easy in our culture these days um, to get comfortable and when we get to that place of comfort, um, sometimes we're cruising along uh, and other times that, that comfort uh, allows us to become complacent. And so what this song really is expressing is this heart that um, we're not gonna be content to just stay in the shallow waters. But you look in Luke, what does Jesus do? He preaches this message from the boats uh, that the, the disciples were fishing in and they finish up and he says, hey, let out into deeper water. And they're like, what? Are you, what? We're the fishermen, you're not Jesus. Why are you, t we just fished all night um, and we didn't catch anything, but if you say so, okay. And then they do and what happens, if you know the story, they let out the nets and it, it almost capsizes the boat because it's just so full of fish, it's a miracle. And Peter falls down before Jesus in that moment and he worships him. He actually asks Jesus to depart from him because he's sinful. And so for us as a church, we don't wanna ever grow complacent. And Jack's gonna really expand on this tonight as we talk about vision. But we don't wanna be a church that's content with comfort. We wanna be a church that's willing uh, to let out into the deeper waters and to have an adventurous heart and an adventurous spirit. That's what this song really wants to communicate. That's what I hope that we can rally around as a church as we sing this, that this would be our prayer, not just for tonight, but for our lives moving forward, to say that as a church, Jesus, where you lead us, if you lead us out into the waters that are a little bit rough and maybe it looks like there's a storm there, we're gonna go because that's where you say to go. And we're gonna trust that because you're the one who's created it all because it all is subservient to you anyway, Jesus. We're gonna trust that you're leading us to where we need to be. And, and that's where we wanna be. We wanna be where God's presence is, amen. And so as we sing this song together, let's just unite our hearts around this thought. And let's just give God all the glory as we sing it. Desperate to explore 
grace be on these shores Teach my soul not to fear the darkness Teach my heart to fully lean on your cross for comfort Bind my step to your steadfast promise Let my faith run like lightning and of your there's so much more I'm desperate to explore The grace we only Lead me into all you are.
glory to God forever and ever. A glory to God forever. Sing all praise. Oh, praise King Jesus. Oh, praise King Jesus. Oh, praise King Jesus. To God forever, oh praise King Jesus, oh praise King Jesus, oh praise King Jesus, glory to God forever. To God forever. As Jesus is a song that's being sung right now in heaven. It just goes on endlessly as the angels around you sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So we just gather around your throne tonight to lift up these words to you, Jesus, that we want you to be glorified and praised forever. And so that's the song that's on our lips that we want you to receive the praises that you do. And so in this moment, God, would you just help us to, to take the attention off of ourselves, maybe off of the burdens that we've carried into this room tonight, to take uh, the worries that we have that we're clinging to maybe in this moment. And God, would you just give us the grace to set those things aside, to see that you are better, to see that you are worthy of our worship, despite our circumstances. In any and every season, we serve a God who can relate to us, the son of suffering, the man of sorrows. That's who you are, Jesus. And so for those of us who are burdened, you relate to us, you know what we're going through and you invite us to cast these cares upon you because you wanna carry them with us. For those of us who life is going so great and we just, we're in this season of celebration. Jesus, your victory is eternal. You've experienced victory over death. You defeated it on the cross for us. And so again, you can relate to any and every season through which any person in this room is going through. And so God, thank you that you're relatable. Thank you that you don't stand far off, that you're not a mystery who, who seeks to hide himself and just kind of tease us, but instead you've made yourself fully known to us. so we worship you tonight. God, we give you glory. We give you all the praise. And so we just pray over Pastor Jack as he comes to speak tonight, God, would you anoint the words that he has to say, that he has to share with us, God. Would your spirit just prepare our hearts to receive them. And just as he speaks to what could be for this church in the coming weeks and months and years, God, would that awaken something? Would that stir something within our affections, within our hearts? Something that would cause us to just leap up from our seats, to wanna be a part of that.
because we want to be where you are. God, we want to follow after you as a church. So show us where you want to lead us. We want to go to those deeper waters, Lord. We love you. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Amen. You can have a seat. Y'all doing okay? I want to be a good host. There's water if you need it. Um, if, if you need a fan, we can do that. But as we've been worshiping, uh, I just I want these next uh, 30 minutes or so just to, to kind of continue in that attitude of, of worship. And if you're joining us from home, uh, or just this Sunday here for everyone gathered here will always forever be known as Sweaty Sunday. So uh, if you're at home in air conditioning, I just want you to know you missed the moment of Sweaty Sunday. And we all, we're at the concert, we're here, we're, 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 we're kind of punching our ticket. And so we're glad that you're here, glad that you're tuning in. And as we just continue to kind of go in that worship attitude, I, I want to show you a, a picture. Um, this is Amy and myself, this is, I put this on Instagram so you can go to Instagram and, and see it if you want, but like this is us right after we got back from our honeymoon, 27 years ago. And, and what you uh, don't see is you don't see wrinkles. Um, she's still stunning. I've got newscaster hair for some reason. Um, I, I don't know why I did that. I'm pretty sure I had socks and tevas on with this. And if you're an 80s kid, then maybe you understand socks and tevas. For the rest of you, Google it uh, later. Um, but this was us as we started off in our journey as husband and wife and kind of taken off. And, and it'd be, to be brutally honest, 27 years later, it is so much better than this particular moment. And I would have said in that moment that this was the best moment ever. But I, I'm just telling you, friends, it, it's so much better now. And I look back at this picture and I look back at who we were and, and where we were and I look at where God's brought us. The fact that he's given us three amazing kids. The, the struggles that we've had to walk through together. The challenges we've had to overcome, the setbacks, the, the, the ways that we were stretched, the ways and joys that he poured into us. And, and for 27 years... There are moments I wish I could redo, mostly my mistakes, but I don't know if I'd change anything. And I wouldn't have guessed in that particular moment it would be where it's at. And I share that with you because as a church, we've been on this journey. And maybe tonight is your first night and you picked Sweaty Sunday to come to. And I'm sorry, hopefully we'll have air next week. Um, but this idea of you are kind of on the, the ground phase, like this is your first picture night for you, right? And for some of us, we've been at this for a while. We're coming up on our 10-year birthday next January. And you think about that, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool. As a church plant, from a couple different churches here in town to launch into Midtown. We launched into Midtown in 2014. We actually started as a church in 2013 as Element City Church. It was going as a service before that, became officially Element City Church in 2013. And it took us a year to find a place. And we ended up going to the high school that's two blocks uh, west of here, Catalina High School. And we got there in January of 2014. 
And uh, that, those were the, we, we also called every Sunday then Sweaty Sunday because we had to pull cases in and move them all about, put all our equipment, all our sound equipment everywhere. And so every Sunday was Sweaty Sunday there uh, for the load-in crew and the load-out crew. And, and, and we just kind of launched into this to try to, to be a healthy church and a vibrant church in, in the heart of Midtown to kind of see God do a ripple effect of, of goodness and, and transformation that only he could do here. One of the, the zip code, 85712, that we're in was the highest 911 calls 10 years ago. Um, and we wanted to be a light in a dark place. And we wanted to bring hope here. And so we launched into this and, and God did some amazing things. We saw several people get baptized. We saw lives get changed. We saw families come into Christ. We saw people getting the help that they need. The food distribution started a few years after that. And we've just seen God do thing after thing after thing. And if you would have said that at the very beginning, I, I don't know if, if I would have believed it, but we hear and God's been bringing us through and he's brought us through some challenges too. In all honesty, um, a few years ago, uh, three, four years ago, uh, friends, we were, we were struggling a little bit. Uh, there was some tension and, and there was just some focused things and, and God brought us through that. He kind of took us in a little bit of a pruning process and in a process of just kind of saying, what are you going to be about? Okay, you got launched. What are you going to be about? And where are you going? And, and, and just to be honest, we were a few months away from probably closing as a church. And yet now we look at this and God has just established us in the surest financial setting we have ever been in as a church. And now on the cusp of kind of saying, okay, God, what do you have for the next 10 years for us? We want to be a kingdom making difference kind of church. And so how do we go after that? And how do, where do we go for that? And, and what does that begin to look like? How do we move from where we were to, to where you have us and there's a, a pruning that happens in, along that journey. And, and let's be honest, we've all gone through COVID together. We've navigated a pandemic, whether you uh, just kind of navigated that on the outskirts or you were right in the midst of it with all that. And my hunch is, even for you individually, there's been a little bit of a pruning process for you. I'm convinced that in some way, shape, or form, uh, this last couple of years has been a pruning process for the church the capital C church in a lot of ways, that God's been at work behind the scenes doing some things to kind of maybe refocus. So we talked about that last week. And so if you missed last week, I really want to invite you to go back in the app or online and, and catch up because we kind of did part one of our vision, which was really about our mission, about how we're going to do and what we're going to be about. Tonight's about why we're doing what we're doing and where we're going with that. And so if you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back to that. But kind of the why of, of who we are as a church and, and where we're going with that, we want to kind of look at that. So last week we looked at this idea of existing as a church and, and kind of our focus of, of reach people with Jesus, equip people to know Jesus, and send people out for Jesus. That is how we're going to do this. That's, that's what we're about as a church. And this whole year has been a process with our elder team and with our board and with key leaders and our staff of just going in and leaning in. We've called this the year of dreaming. God, what do you have for us? And it's not been an easy process. We, we've had outside consultant uh, kind of walk with us in this journey. We've been a, spending a lot of time in prayer, a lot of time reading books together, a lot of conversations that we've had and kind of said, God, we want to know where you want us to go and, and the who we're gonna be in that process. 
so that we can kind of launch into the next 10 years. And so last week and this week, we're kind of unfailing that a little bit. And then at the start of 2023, as we celebrate our 10-year birthday, uh, we're going to launch into a full series about who we are, drill down a little bit deeper in that, invite you to that. This Friday, we're doing a pray and play night which we're going to talk, and you'll be able to ask questions. We'll be able to talk a little bit more about the vision. So we're going to pray together about it, and then we're going to spend time playing games and hanging out and having a good time. And the great news for those of you in the room and those of you watching is it's not in this room. It's going to be downstairs at the gym where there's air conditioning. It's exciting. So pray and play night. We'll have snacks. Invite you to that this Friday if you want to be part of that. All the information for that is in the app. Also in the app, you can kind of follow along with uh, the whole sermon tonight if you just go to sermon notes. So what I'm going to talk about, you can actually go back and begin to look at. And so tonight, what I want to unveil and kind of lead us into is, is this vision process that we've been in, this dreaming process as a church. And the refining God has been doing, the pruning he's been doing, the refining he's been doing in that to kind of say, friends, here's where I think God's leading us. Here's where we as a team, the leadership team have said, uh, we think this is where God is leading us and who we're to be and what we're to be about. And so I wanna unveil kind of the new vision statement for Element City Church. And here it is. Element City Church is an inviting community of Jesus followers commissioned by the gospel to make disciples by cultivating relationships that reflect the love of Christ. Everything we do will center itself on this vision. It's the why we exist as a church. We are an inviting community. One of the things I love about our church is the invitation of people that invite others to begin to live life alongside one of the, one of the things I love at the 10 minute party is to hear from people who have maybe come a second or a third week and go, man, your church is like, inviting. Listen, we are not perfect. We're not going to claim to be that. And if we have hurt anyone in here, I am so sorry. We want to get it right, but we're not perfect. We're far from it. But one of the things I hear all the time from especially new people is there's something about this place. There's something about these people that invite him, from whether it's the group that's going out to dinner, which is even going out to dinner tonight, if you're watching online, you got on the Instagram story, you saw where it's at, and so you know where we're going. But like we have a group that goes out to dinner every Sunday night together. We've got e-groups that meet throughout the week. We've got discipleship groups that are happening. We've got people connecting one-on-one. -on -one. We've had so many babies born in the last couple months and people doing meals for them and loving on them and trying to minister to help new moms. And, and we're not perfect in that, but we're trying to get better at that. Part One of the beautiful parts of our church is just the invitational kind of nature that we're inviting people to always take a next step into community and into life with Jesus. And so we're kind of that inviting community of Jesus followers who've been commissioned by the gospel to make disciples. That's what we're about. And I think that is, in all honesty, part of the pruning process God has been doing in his church in the last couple of years. There are a lot of people who would say, I'm a fan of Jesus. And they would wear a Christian bumper sticker and say, I'm a Christian. But the reality is the life of following Jesus, what Jesus called people to, is a life of following him, not just being a fan of about him, knowing information about him. There's an integration of how we live, and we live more and more like Jesus. And it's this invitation to take him up on his offer and to do that in community, 
that as a church, we never want to be a church that draws up kind of the drawbridge of life and says it's us four and no more and, and the culture is going to hell in a handbasket and so we're just going to, we're kind of just gathered around here. No, we want to be a church that's inviting people who are needing something different than maybe what they've tasted and what they've experienced in life to see that maybe Jesus is actually what they've been looking for. And all the pursuits that they've kind of gone after and chased after have left them hollow, left them empty. That maybe this Jesus actually has some wisdom about life and that we can find life in him. And we want to invite people into that. We want to help people be those Jesus followers who aren't just fans of him and go, he was a nice guy and had nice things to say. No, no, that we're actually beginning to be those followers who are living out a spiritual journey that's open to him taking us on continual next steps after next step after next step. If you're not dead, you're not done. And so you don't ever arrive like, oh, I've arrived. I've been a Christian for 25 years. Ta-da. No. There's always a next step for me and for you. And so it's leaning into this, uh, this pursuit, this adventurous life that Lyle talked about, uh, of kind of following Jesus into those deeper waters, of saying, Jesus, what do you have for me? How do you want to leverage my life to make a difference? And what do you want to show me? How do you want to continue to grow me? That the gospel is always inviting people into the life that Jesus offers and the life that he extends, the grace of that. We've defined discipleship around here as a disciple is someone who knows and follows Jesus, is becoming like Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus. And in a world that has so much angst in it, we want to be winsome like Jesus. You know what's fascinating when you study the Gospels and look at the life of Jesus? Is that people who are nothing like Jesus actually liked Jesus. And what if the church is meant to be winsome like that? Not an us versus you or us versus them, but this idea of a winsomeness of Jesus that's inviting people to consider maybe there's something better and maybe there's something different. Maybe there's something missing that you've tried to pursue and, and you're trying to, to jam this into the whole of your life and it's not fitting and it, it just leads you to a place of more and more emptiness. Well, friend, if that's not working, maybe there's something else. And so what would it look like for us to live out the one another's of scripture? I see that all the time through our e-groups and through the people living life one to another of praying for one another. One of the things we want to be known for as a church is a church that actually prays with people. Like, not just praise for people, but literally praise with people. Asking God to do what only he can do and asking us to be partnered with him and with his spirit to say, how can we help in that? And what would it look like for you? What if we as a church said, hey, every single week, every single person who calls Element City Church home, your mission is to pray with one person. Every week, 52 times a year, you pray with someone asking God to do what only he can do. And friends, the stories I think we'll tell a year from now will be amazing. And the opportunity, why? Because I think that's what God longs for, is for his kids to say, would you just trust me? I have so much more to give you. I have so much more to do in you and through you. But see, Jesus calls us to be those followers. And that's not always comfortable. And that's not always easy. Sometimes it's sweaty. 
Sometimes it's just a challenge, and you got to lean into it. This is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9. Then he said to them, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. That's not a winning sales pitch, by the way. That's a challenge, and Jesus lays it down. You want to be my follower? You want to be my disciple? You want to be my apprentice? Well, that means you're going to lay down your life. See, for whoever wants to save their life, you're going to end up losing it. But if you will lose your life for me, you'll actually save it. Jesus issues this incredible challenge that discipleship is about people development, equipping people to be those apprentices, those disciples, those students of Jesus, and trying to live in alignment more and more how he would live in your shoes. And that the growth that would happen to you would be a development that goes that God's sanctifying work within us is to be a normal thing, not something that's optional. It's this call for us to continue to grow in greater spiritual depth. And here's the truth. Spiritual depth matters in a superficial world. In a world that loves to live on the edge and on on the surface. It's It's the people with depth that we're all drawn to. That's what drew people to Jesus. And I I want that to be what draws people to his church. That we as a group of followers of Jesus are, are winsome in a way, there's a depth to us in a way that begins to draw people closer to say there's something different about you. There's something different about this place. And it's not about perfect but there's something different about that that draws you. It's engaging in a way and cultivating my own spiritual root system, following after Jesus, kind of living in the ways of Jesus. That is my responsibility. That's our responsibility as pastors, and that's our responsibility to lead the way in that. Now, we're not perfect, but our call is to lead the way in that. And that's our heart and our passion over the next 10 years is to invest in ways to equip you to be those followers of Jesus that aren't just fans of, but actually living out more and more the way of Jesus and the way that it works. It's cultivating relationships, the last phrase of that, that reflect the love of Christ. That in every relationship you have, whether it's with a coworker, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with um, a family member, that you're cultivating that relationship, that those people would bump into the love of Christ in and through you. That they would leave with a taste of Jesus and his love and his compassion from any kind of interaction with you. We've seen that, that we've been sent out as active agents for God and his good in the world, and that we're to, to kind of be that agent of change that's dropped into the situation that causes a reaction that is for God's good in the world. And what if people begin to run into that? I love hearing the stories of how God is doing life change in and alongside you. I love um, one of my friend's stories here as she works with this coworker and the amazing opportunity I got to talk with this coworker two weeks ago has been to our church physically once, but digitally been a part of this interaction and been on this journey that we actually, uh, this, this friend has been inviting and investing in this relationship. This other friend's been watching online and she at the point, she kneeled down in her living room when we did an invitation here six weeks ago and said, yes to Jesus, I need him. 
and to talk with her a couple weeks ago and to see the journey that she is on and how God is changing her life and how God is impacting her life in that. She's been here once in the room. And the invitation for us is the impact that God can have through your story, through your life, through your interaction with your coworkers, with your friends, with your family, with your neighbors. I love how seeing people uh, like Joseph and, and, and Jim and, and the challenge that, that they're going through and to see other people rally around them. And for our group to say, hey, listen, we love you enough to be in the midst of the mess with you and we're praying for God to do what only he can do. And he did and to celebrate that with them. And for us as a people to walk out and live out the one another's in that, that the stories of life change that we see in our e-groups, as people live out community one to another and to say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna grow toward deepening our roots in Jesus together. We're gonna live life together and encourage one another through the ups and downs and the challenges that come and go, that we're gonna enter into a discipleship relationship. And we have people that are part of discipleship group that is kind of saying, hey, for 26 weeks, we're kind of digging into the roots of what does it mean to follow Jesus and to see the life change of people who when they started that journey to the end of that journey and now looking to say, hey, how can I help someone else understand what it means to follow Jesus and to begin to turn that around in those micro groups? What does it mean for us as a church to begin to say, let our actions speak first and when the timing gets right, then let's speak up with the words that are needed in that moment. And so how do we begin to do that? Well, part of our, our mission is to reach, to reach up and worship to God, to reach out to those around us. What if as a church, we just got really intentional about that? See, to reach someone has to show intentionality and compassion in a way that's God-directed. And so in starting in 2023, we're gonna have kind of this uh, initiative for us is to say each one reach one each year. That this idea, this invitation for you and for me to say, God, who are you at work in the lives around me? And I'm going to actually begin to pray intentionally for that person for an entire year. I'm going to invest in relationships. I'm going to go to lunch. I'm going to grab coffee. I'm going to share my life with I'm going to invite them to serve alongside with me in the food distribution or the different opportunities we have. I, eventually, I'm gonna to try to earn the right to invite them to actually wanna to come to church or to tune in online. But for a year, I'm going to invest in this person that you're directing me to to say, you're already at work in the background. You're already at work trying to, to lead them towards you, to be open to you. How can I partner with you in that? And if 150 people did that for one each year, then the investment, the impact of that can have and to see God begin to continue changing lives. And as we continue to seek to go after that, we will reach out together. We'll continue to equip each one. We'll do that through our gatherings here, hopefully with air conditioning in the future. Uh, we'll do that through our groups, our, um, our discipleship groups and our e-groups that we are, community groups that we have. See, here's the truth. We can grow some on our own but we will never grow to full maturity all alone. And so it's a challenge for us to say, hey, we want to live this life out in order to be equipped to know Jesus and to walk with him and to be a follower of him. Here's the reality. I don't know if you've thought about this or not, but to be equipped, there are 168 hours in the week. You're here for one. 
If you're part of an e-group or a discipleship group, maybe three hours in the week. See, here's the truth. You're being formed throughout the week. So am I. But if we're not intentional about how we're helping people be formed to be more and more like Jesus, it's a challenge. And so one of the things we'd like to get better at is some discipleship uh, tools and resources. Here's the truth. You have a a church and a resource in your pocket 24-7. Everywhere you go, it's available. And so part of our heart is to say, how do we become highly relational and highly digital? Isn't it funny that on Sweaty Sunday, we had to go digital for a lot of you who are watching online right now in your air conditioning. And we are not envious at all because we're enjoying Sweaty Sunday here. Um, this is where Jesus would be. I'm just kidding. Um, but this idea of, hey, you know, we're reaching people who are not even in the room. And the impact that that could have as you share that with friends, as you begin to create resources to help, as we engage, this truth is said that we engage in social media three and a half hours a day. That's 24 hours in a week. That's a full day. And yet, to actually grow to be a follower of Jesus means I've got to own some spiritual practices. So what would it look like for us to begin to help with that, begin to set up some tools and resources that would help you grow as a follower of Jesus? I I read a book by uh, Todd Bolsinger called Canoeing the Mountains. It was all about Lewis and Clark. And uh, Lewis and Clark, if you kind of know anything about their story, you can Google it later. But they set off uh, to kind of connect the East to the West of the United States very early on in the history of our country. And what was thought is they would just travel up the Missouri River, they'd hit the mountains, they would put over the first set of mountains, and then they would connect to another river that would take them to the Pacific Ocean. And the crazy part is they had all the canoes and all the boating equipment, they got to the end of the Missouri River, they climbed that first set of mountains, and you know what they saw after that? The Rocky Mountains and realized there was no river on the other side. It was just mountain after mountain after mountain. Hence the title of the book, Canoeing the Mountains. They had to get rid of the canoes and move to horses. And everything changed. And friends, I think the reality of the, of the climate for the American church is we are at a threshold where we're climbing that first set of mountains thinking that the ways we've done things in the past is gonna be the ways we do it in the future. And the truth is, I just think there's a bunch of Rocky Mountains and we've got to figure out some new realities and new tools and new resources and new opportunities to help people meet Jesus and to help people begin to follow after Jesus. And so what would it look like for us as a church to say, hey, we're that active agent. We're going to go after this. So our vision, again, an inviting community of Jesus followers commissioned by the gospel to make disciples by cultivating relationships that reflect the love of Christ, that everybody that bumps into us is bumping into the reality of the love of Christ, whether they're sweaty or whether they're nice and cool. They're bumping into the love of Christ. So with the last couple minutes, here's what I wanna share. Where we're going as a church, I just wanna paint a little bit of a picture because we started and we've settled and God's got us here and it's a beautiful place here. But there's a place for us to go and there's a reality that's gonna unfold in that that we get to say yes to and to be an adventure with that. So here it is. In the next 10 years, 
We dream of becoming a self-sustaining church, free to design ministries as God calls. We envision our own campus in Midtown as a hub to be built for modern ministry that's highly relational and highly digital at the same time, where we can gather as a community and we're sent out, commissioned out as active agents for gospel impact where you live and where you work and where you play and we'll gather together. That's our, where we wanna go as a church. And the reality is, that's a dream. And it's a dream that we can't even really see right now. We've established ourselves as a church and it's a beautiful thing. But that dream takes a lot more resource. That dream takes a lot more commitment. That dream takes a lot more people. And, and so to chase after that dream is for us to really become those inviting community of Jesus followers who live commissioned by the gospel to make disciples, to help people move from a fan of Jesus to a follower of him. And that we do that through cultivating relationships that reflect the love of Christ. And as we chase after that, it's gonna take some resource in that. It's gonna have us challenge us to become those people who can create room for others. The dream is a commitment for us to adventure together. It takes real money to do real ministry. That's the reality of it. And we don't talk about giving around here a lot. And for all of you who are financial partners with us, I can't thank you enough in that. You've stabilized this church. But for us to chase a dream, it means it's gonna take other resource and things to chase after. To, to be able to have a digital impact uh, there's a digital studio that comes with that that we don't have. It's eight grand. We don't have it. Uh, we'd like to move toward that. Uh, we'd like to establish that. To, to get a building out on our own, we definitely don't have that. We don't even have air in the building we rent from right now. And so, like, there's a big hurdles and big steps in that. As a church, being honest, we have never been over 300000 in our annual year budget. Never in 10 years. What we want is to get over that. Not because we want to grow in pad numbers. In order to have a kingdom impact, there's a reality that comes with that. And so we're inviting you into that dream to say, hey, I wanna be a part of that. I wanna be a part of helping fuel that with my resource, with my time, with my talents. I wanna be a part of what you're doing here. It's beginning to break that, beginning to, to get this room to 300 when we have air conditioning. It's beginning to say, hey, a year from now, we might be introducing a capital campaign to help us kind of begin to stock some money aside for a facility fund. That facility fund is open on the app right now. I gave to it this morning as seed money to say, God, Here's where we're going. Here's where you'd like us to go. I don't know. This isn't a lot, but here it is. And so, like, if you want to be a part of that, it's open. You could be a part of that. But it's this idea of saying, God, what do you have for us in the next 10 years? How do we chase after you and what you're up to? It's leaning into God and cultivating that culture where we begin to create a culture of less anxiety, of less fear, more confidence in who God is and what he's up to in the relationships around you. That your family members, your friends, your neighbors would begin to find Jesus here, would begin to experience the hope of God here, 
would begin to, to have God interrupt their life and begin to, what would it be like for your coworker that you're investing in a relationship in that somewhere down the line, they're the ones who's watching online. Maybe they're the one who's kneeling down in their living room saying yes to Jesus. And they're the one who's beginning to get connected into an e-group or a community that begins to live life alongside them and challenge them and invite them to say, this is how you follow after Jesus. What would it look like for your family members to have a place to be invited to, a community to belong to, that's inviting them into what's next and what's possible? So friends, that's the invitation. We're just unpacking it a little bit tonight. We'll begin to keep rolling it out in the months ahead. But we're inviting you to say yes to that and to jump in with us and to say, God, would you dream bigger than we, maybe we can even imagine? That's Ephesians. God, would you do even more than we can imagine? And, and would you utilize us to make a difference in the city for you, the city that we love and the people that we are. We have a million plus people in this city that are not connected in any faith community. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Jesus said that. He said that 2,000 years ago. It's still true. And so the opportunity is huge and the opportunity for us to jump in. So whether it's your first night here, your first night watching online, whether it's your 101st night being here, friends, I celebrate what God has done in you. For those of you who've been with us from the beginning, I've seen God grow your heart to have a heart for Jesus and to grow your roots, your spiritual roots deepening in that. And so tonight we're gonna close with a song and here's the invitation for that song is just to take a moment. Uh, we're gonna have a 10 minute party, which is actually gonna be a five minute party because it's sweaty Sunday, okay? So it's gonna be a five minute party. If you're new, I'd love to meet you back there. But after this song, the invitation for the song, real simple is this. God, what part do you want me to play as being a part of the family of Element City Church? What does that next step look like for you? Is it for you to grow and deepen your roots of faith? Is it for you to begin to, to connect into a community? You've been surfacing and it's just kind of huddling around and being a part of service, but never really connecting in the community. Is it for you to, to begin to become a partner with us in your time and your talent and your treasure as well, investing in what God's doing here and what he's gonna do here? That 10 years from now, we'll look back and say, wow, look what God did, because that's what I look back right now and say, look what God did to launch a church from a dream to the reality of what we have. And now from a dream stage again to the reality of what he will build 10 years from now. So friends, that's the invitation is to jump on board and to join in and to lean in with that, with all you got. And so Father, that's what I pray tonight. As we sing this final song, as we worship together, uh, as we have endured sweaty Sunday. God, this is a Sunday that we'll remember and so for some of us, maybe it's gonna come to Friday night and just lean in and continue to pray with us and our leadership teams as we just are seeking your will, seeking your uh, confirmation of what you're doing. Father, will you be at work in your church, Element City Church? God, it's your church. You're the one who had the dream for it from the very beginning. You're the one who's been unfolding that this whole entire year to the leadership and to the people who've been a part of that process. You're the one who's kind of envisioning us to say, this is who you are. This is your DNA spiritually. This is what you're to be about. 
And so, Father, would you continue to foster that and cultivate that within the hearts of your people? And would you have your way in the next decade of Element City Church that all the glory and all the honor and all the praise would go to Jesus and to his fame and that we would see transformation happen in the lives of people and transformation happen in the lives of this city that we'd look back and celebrate everything that you've done and everything you will do in the days ahead, we pray. Keep your 
And we're so glad that uh, for those of you who are here in the room that you sweated out with us uh, tonight, for those of you who are at home, you're welcome, I guess, for letting you know in advance so that you didn't have to sit through all of uh, the heat. There's a lot of people fanning themselves right now. Uh, we've been through a lot of water is what it is. But hey, um, for those of you who give, you're the reason we are able to do this. Uh, you, because you partner with our church and you trust us with that, uh, that's what pays for the day to day and for us to be uh, who we are and to do what we do. So thank you for that. Uh, if you're looking to get involved and help with that, the easiest way to do that is through the app. But for some of you who like to deal in the cold, hard cash, we get it. Dave Ramsey fans, yeah, of course. Uh, we've got the giving boxes that are in the back. So there's uh, kind of some silver boxes that are just by the doors. You can uh, drop that in there. And if you wanna make sure it's tax deductible, you can even drop it in an envelope and fill that out so we can track that do all that good stuff. So um, a couple things tonight, just e-groups, discipleship groups, we, we want to help people get connected. So uh, we've got a couple people standing by who are ready to lead some discipleship groups. So if that's something that you want to pursue, make sure you sign up at the table in the back. We've been talking about it a few weeks and we're probably going to start following up on that pretty soon. Um, for those of you who are signing up, if you're curious about any of the other events, that's all in the app. If you go to the events tab down in the bottom section, you can see that there. But the most important one is the pray and play night coming up this uh, Friday night at 630. So again, we're going to pray together for a little bit, but then we're going to uh, just play some games. So we've got different board games and things that we're going to have here uh, so that we we can just hang out after uh, we're done praying and, and make it a game night as well. So um, there's that. But yeah, Jack's back at the five-minute party. Dinner tonight is going to be at Toro Loco. So that's at the old cereal brewers location just past Craycroft on Speedway. Toro Loco. It's got tacos. Never been. We're excited. We're going to see how that is. Has anyone been before? We've got one person in the back. Is it good? Give us 
He's, all right, thumbs up. It's, th it's a thumbs up recommendation from the one guy in the back who's been to Toro Loco. So yes, it's worth going to for those of you who want to join us for that. Hey, uh, let's pray together as we uh, get out of here tonight. But God, thanks for uh, this church. Thanks for the work that you've been doing over the past uh, almost 10 years here at Elements. And as we look to the future, God, we continue uh, just to seek your guidance on how you want to lead her. She belongs to you. And it's so easy for us uh, who are in leadership uh, to take a little more ownership than we should. And so it's just been healthy for Jack, for me, for our board, for our elders, as we pray together over these words that, that Jack shared tonight, literally praying over specific words at times to try to get that right, God. The, the reality is um, this church belongs to you and we release her back to you as if she was ever in our hands in the first place. You're the head, Jesus. You're the one who leads her. And you love her so much more than we ever could. So God, we look forward to what you want to do uh, through this group of people. We look forward to dreaming dreams and just thinking of who we could be in the next five to 10 years. If we were to look back and just see the life change that takes place, the things that you're calling us to, just even taking little steps of faith here and there the way that that might pay off, not just for ourselves and our own destiny, but even for the people who are around us, the people that we love, who have yet to ever have a relationship with you. What could it look like for us to be able to look back and say, man, it was that conversation with that person that changed their life. Thank you, Lord, that I, <laughs> you gave me the courage, just, in, just 20 seconds of courage in that moment to do what you called me to do. We want to be a church like that, Lord, who takes risks, people who are willing to engage those around us with this great gospel hope that we have. And so help us as we go out to live uh, this week to carry that light within us, that hope with us into every relationship that we have, Lord. We love you. We're grateful that we get to gather together uh, to worship you like this. We look forward to doing it again soon. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week.